Welcome to the Design Your Happy Life podcast, where you will learn to love yourself more, have greater confidence, get rid of limiting beliefs, and design the life of your dreams on your terms. Love life your way at Design Your Happy Life Coaching. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back for episode 10. This is going to be a good one. Episode 10, Breaking Free, This Is Me. So many of you know, I have been on a personal development journey for quite a while. And if you've listened to my podcast or been following me on social media, you can see that that has really helped me and it also helps me to help others. You always get the real me. You you always, everything I do is authentic and real, but you haven't always had all of me. There has been a little part of me that has been hiding and it's time to come out. So that's what we're going to talk about today. It will be a little bit longer. Um, I'm going to try to hold back the tears, but I might need a tissue here or there. You might need one too. Um, (laughs) And um, just hang in there with me because it's going to be good. And I have a little disclaimer here to throw out in the beginning. If you are a religious person, I want you to hang in there through listening to me talk about certain religions, um, how they've affected me and where I'm at. Because if you don't get to listen through to the end, you're not going to get the whole picture. And you might end up thinking that I feel a certain way still about a religion that I might not. Okay, so without getting into too many details, that's the gist of it. I just, I want to ask you to hang in there with me because um, I truly believe in love and goodness and higher power and it's going to all culminate. So um, when I was a child, I um, experienced all kinds of things that I didn't realize at the time, but if I had kind of added them all up together, I would have realized at a younger age um, that I have some serious intuitive abilities. Um, So things like I would feel spirits. Um, I have slight memories that really caused me to believe that I might have been able to see them and hear them too. But I repressed a lot of that when I was told that it wasn't possible, um, as that happens with most children. So um, in my grandma's house, there was always this running joke that Mrs. Murphy was the ghost there um, because a man named Murphy had built the house. And we made light of it and made fun of it because strange things would happen. Things would disappear. They would reappear, um, like in an obvious place that we've walked by 10 times and we would have known if it had been there, you know, an hour before. And so because we kind of made it into a game, I just kind of accepted that, okay, this is just funny stuff and it's not real. So I repressed a lot of it. Um, And then I also just knew things before they happened. Sometimes I would actually think that they already happened and then they would happen. I'm like, oh, deja vu. Um, And I also had premonition dreams, uh, which made me really afraid to sleep because I was afraid that all my dreams would come true. I didn't understand, you know, at a really young age that that wasn't how it worked. You know, some of them do and some of them don't. And now I can tell the difference for the most part. Um, And then as a teen, I pushed all that aside um, and became uh, 
sorry, I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but it's just what we called him back then, a Bible banger. Um, I became like hardcore Christian and I'm recruiting my friends and my boyfriend. And um, I mean, I just went all in. I needed to hang on to something that made me feel safe and and not afraid to sleep at night. <laughs> I mean, I had real fears of sleeping at night, um, which largely stemmed from the childhood prayer, now I lay me down to sleep. And you know, there's that part, if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. So I was afraid every night that I might die. And I just hoped that God would take my soul and not the devil. I mean, I was seriously, I would, let's just say, I don't know how I got the picture. It I was in a Catholic school for a while and a teacher told me I'd go to hell if I kept sucking my thumb. So maybe it had something to do with that. But um, <laughs> I was very fearful and I believe that I was supposed to be fearful. And many of you who are Christians will say, yes, you're supposed to be fearful, but fearfully loved. And no, I have a really hard time with the idea that I can only receive God's love if I'm also afraid of him. Fear-based religion just doesn't work with me anymore. Um, and I have reasons for that, which I'll get to in a few minutes. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I do want to mention um, the title of this was Breaking Free, This Is Me. If you've seen the movie, The Greatest Showman, the song, This Is Me, I wanted to play some parts for you, but I don't have the rights, so I really can't do that. I am linking the YouTube video to the official video, so if you want to listen to the song when you're done, you can. Um, but I'm going to use a few quotes from it because it really sums up how I feel um, and how I've come to where I'm at on my journey. Um, I am braved. I am bruised. I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. I tried to be brave as a child. I thought I was. I came out really bruised, but I am who I'm meant to be. And as a young adult, I became ready to share that with the world. So as a young adult, um, my senior year in college, so I was 22, I had a class called Understanding Religious Experiences. And it was an amazing class. What I took from it was basically this. Um, all the religions are kind of like, like the base of a pyramid, right? And God's at the top. And the ultimate goal is to have a relationship with God. Um, and each religion climbs to the top. And they can't see each other on the way because you can't see around the side of a pyramid. But when they get to the top, they're all at that one point together and they've all found the same God. He goes by different names. He goes by many, many, many different names, including universe, which I like to use. And that, and some people don't vibe with that and that's okay. And if you don't vibe with that, guess what? I still love you. I still care for you. I want you to be part of my community, but if you ostracize me for it, that's okay. If, if you can't be part of a community for somebody who believes that, I understand. 
Um, and because I know everybody's not there. I know most people that I know um, choose one religion and one religion only. And I used, I used to be that person. And the experience that really changed that for me, the class opened up my eyes, but the experience that changed it for me, my daughter was born 16 weeks early. She was only a pound and a half. She was in the NICU for 90 days. Prior to her being born, I was in the hospital for 38 days. I had people praying for me from so many religions Um, At that time, I lived in an area where I was teaching, and there were probably at least five or six different religions um, in my classroom, kids from, you know, that many different religions in my classroom. And I'd get messages from their family, you know, they're praying too, and it, it wasn't always Jesus or God. There were different names. And I felt so humbled and so blessed to receive their prayers, even though they knew I wasn't necessarily part of their religion. And oh my gosh, yes, God got me through all that. Okay, if I hadn't had a higher power during that time, I wouldn't have made it. I I don't know what would have happened. Like it, it was difficult before she was born. After she was born, I always had this amazing sense of everything's going to be okay. But before she was born, I couldn't have made it through those 38 days in the hospital without prayer, without knowing that there was a higher power that was looking out for us. But it also opened up my eyes to the idea that, hey, if this family can pray to their God and feel just as safe and comforted and get the same results as Christians that I know praying to their God, what makes one right over the other? It's just historical writings. If you ever done that game in school where you whisper something to somebody and they whisper the whole way around the circle and it's never the same message when you get back to the beginning... How do we know that hasn't happened in writings of any of the religious texts? You know, it's not like they had computers back then to make sure it was all saved on a hard drive and never got changed. Um, so anyway, it just began, and I was 29 when I had her. Oh, <laughs> might as well call it 30. Um, it was just three days before my birthday. So at around 30, I'm really having this, okay, my religion is not the only religion. I, you know, I need to evolve here and I need to be more open, especially for the students that I teach. It's important to them that I be open. So I began exploring using my intuition more. And I figured it wouldn't be a problem for anybody because I was all grown up. You know, if the people who didn't like that I thought I saw ghosts when I was a kid um, had a problem with it, too bad. I'm grown up. What's it matter? Um, so here's, here's another quote from the movie. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. And that was my attitude. I am me. I'm intuitive. I feel things, hear things, see things, and I am not going to pretend that I don't anymore. Um, and that gave me way more comfort than fear-based religion did. Um, And it started a spiritual journey where I started to understand I could be one with a higher power 
um, without even naming it, without it being attached to a religion. Um, and I could, I could still pray. I can still pray to God. It, it doesn't matter uh, if I subscribe to a particular religion or not. God is still there. Goes by many names, but he's there. And he'll always be there for me. Or she, you know, or it. <laughs> um, I, I do often refer to God as the universe because I don't want to exclude anyone or anyone's beliefs. Not even in my own head, I don't want to do that. Um, <clears throat> so... By the time I was in my late 30s, well, mid to late 30s, I had been tested three times for psychic and mediumship abilities, and they all came back passing with flying colors. Now, this is something that I hadn't been practicing and had repressed since childhood, so I wasn't even sure that I had the abilities until I was tested. I was so excited to share with family and friends I wrote messages to all these people. I was like, there's too many to call. I'm going to send them all messages and tell them how excited I am. Like, this is going to be a new career for me. Um, Oh, because in the meantime, we had moved back home and um, my teaching license was not reciprocal um, with a state I was in. So I would have to go back to college and my own daughter was starting school and the timing wasn't good for that. So I was kind of looking for something. I was like, okay, I can, I can do this as a job. This is great. Um, I'll work online. Well, (laughs) oh my goodness. Having lived 13 years outside of Washington, DC, I met a lot of open-minded people and I was used to that. And I came back to my tiny little town in Pennsylvania beautiful, loving souls here, don't get me wrong, but lots of closed minds. And I was ostracized big time. I was ridiculed by many. Um, now, I do want to put out there, because I don't want to get a whole bunch of messages asking for readings, I do not do psychic readings or mediumship readings for anyone, not right now anyway. I reserve medium readings for um, family and very close friends only because there's too big of a chance of somebody really having heartbreak over not hearing from who they want to hear from. And I have no control who comes through for them. Um, With psychic readings, so I did do, do it as a job for a little while and Um, but I did angel readings and I used angel tarot cards. Um, all religions have angels. So it, it worked out great for me because I had, I have a real strong spiritual connection with angels, um, really good relationship with my own angels. So, um, I would use that as my tool to get messages to people, um, I only do that now as long as people (laughs) demonstrate an understanding of the fact that when I give them an intuitive message, they still can change the course of the outcome because they have free will. So I can tell you, because of the path that you're on now, you will, um, you know, have a career change or 
yes, you will find that love you've been looking for or whatever. But if they would veer off that path, that's going to change the outcome. And they have free will, so they can do that. That's the way it works. That's why people think that psychics and intuitives are frauds, because if they they think it's, they should get the exact right answer, but the thing is, is the person has to keep living the life in, in a certain manner to get that answer. So I don't like to give specifics. I hated it. I gave specifics and most of the time they worked out, but sometimes people would, you know, oh, well, I decided to move and I took this other job and now I don't have that boyfriend that you thought I would have. Well, you left. <laughs> you know, I can't help that. <laughs> um, so it's not something that I'm looking to do as a career, but it's not something that I want to hide. And I was told emphatically that I should hide that part of me. Um, I was also told by some that um, they would never accept that part of me. Yes, I had a long pause because I'm trying not to cry. If you love me, you don't have to agree with me, but telling me that you won't accept me is really not cool. Um, I don't agree necessarily with everything the people in my life do. Like, I might do it differently, but I still accept them and their choices, no matter what that is. Because it's not fair for me to stifle anyone. And it's not fair for anyone to stifle me. I'm 46 years old. I just don't need to be told what to do anymore. I'm open to guidance. But I'm not open to ridicule. I am not open to closed minds. Um, I actually had a mother of a high school friend messaged me, scolding me, telling me that I was raised in the church and I shouldn't be putting anything out there that isn't purely Christian. And it was after I made some post about manifesting or something like that. So anyway, there was a time for a while. If if you go back in my social media, you'll see that um, eh, it was probably a little less than a year ago, I started branding as a spiritual and mindset coach. Um, because once I got my coaching license, that's what I wanted to do. Then I started working with um, a few different business coaches. And I had fi- I thought I'd finally broken free, right? And I was ready to embrace the spiritual side of me again. And they all said, oh, you shouldn't put that out there. Um, use manifestation and meditation and mindset and chakra work and all that spirituality stuff. Use that as tools to help people get where they want to be. But don't advertise that, you know, and make it obvious that you're a spiritual person. Well, me being new to the online biz world thought, well, I should listen to them. They know better than me what they're talking about. 
Well, that was the stupidest thing I ever did with my business because it put me out of alignment. You can't tell somebody, oh, use these tools, but have a facade up on all your social media that makes it look like it doesn't exist. So I have been feeling a lot lately like I cannot truly help other people until I put that part of me out there. And like I said before, I was always truthful with everything. I just didn't give all of me to to you guys. Sorry, I'm trying really hard not to use the word guys. I grew up with it and it sticks. Um, but I, I just didn't give all of me to all of you. And now I am. So you may have noticed a shift in my social media lately. Um, I rebranded with colors that are more spiritual and more uplifting to me. And you're going to be hearing more about things like manifesting. And, um, and by the way, if, if you're a Christian and you pray to God and you get what you want, that is manifesting. There's no reason to be afraid of the word. It's just a different way of saying your prayers were answered. Um, so, so in case any of you are, um, kind of relating to what I'm talking about and you feel like you've had to hide a part of you and you want to bring it out, um, I want to share with you my light bulb moment. When the light bulb went on for me that said, whether they accept you or not, whether they want you to hide so that they're not embarrassed by you or not. Um, because ultimately, if they're embarrassed by me, then they have their own issues to work out. And a 46-year-old should never be able to embarrass another adult with their actions because that other adult doesn't own me. I'm, I'm my own person. And by the way, I'm not referring to my husband. My husband and daughter have always been so super supportive of all of this. Um, but there, there are people in my life who think I should hide this and hello again, 46. So anyway, here's the light bulb moment. I spent hours and hours and hours with someone who thinks that I should, you know, hide this part of me. And it took eight hours for them to ask me one question about myself. Um, it got to the point where I was like, I continually ask questions to them to like try to get the conversation rolling and thinking, well, if I keep asking about them or their family and their friends, you know, maybe they'll ask me about me. And when they finally did ask me about me, it was about how much money I was making in my business. It wasn't, how's the business going? What are you working on next? What are you excited about? They didn't want to hear anything about any part of my business. Now, I don't know about you, but when you have a close relationship with someone, 
I like to hear about what's going on in their lives. I want to know what my friends are doing and what sets their soul on fire and what they're working on, what they're passionate about. I want to know what my family loves and enjoys. And I want to know my friends and family on that level. And so many of them want to know me on that level too. And instead of focusing on those people, I kept focusing on the ones that were telling me to hide because I was worried and I didn't want to embarrass them. And, um, but like I said before, if I embarrass them, they really have their own issues to work out because me being me shouldn't be a problem for somebody else. And I'm too old to not be me. I don't want to be laying on my deathbed someday saying, well, I'm glad I appeased them their whole life. Now they're dead and I'm going to die too. And I had nothing to show for it. I refuse to be that person. I love me. I love who I am. I love what I'm able to do for other people. I love that I can sense spirits. And now after working on it, I can hear them. I mean, it's an amazing journey and it's not for everybody and that's okay skiing's not for everybody but people don't hate people who ski don't hate me because I can do this you know so just a few more thoughts here (laughs) um final quote from the movie is, and I know that I deserve your love. There's nothing I'm not worthy of. So I know I deserve the love. Um, I am free. I am me. If it's not okay with you, that that's fine. I'm not going to be hurt. I'm not going to be upset. Um, there's lots of ways that you can exit um, from my space if you need to. Um, but I, I love my community. I love everyone here. I want to continue to grow with you and help you to grow. And I am so appreciative of everyone. Um, the people in my life that did ask me to hide this part of myself will likely never even listen to this. Um, cause that's, you know, like I said, if, It takes eight hours to ask me anything. I don't think they'll probably take time for the podcast, but if they do, um, I love you. And I don't want this to be a pro. I don't want being me to be a problem for us. And I hope that it doesn't have to be anymore. Um, but if it is that that'll be yours to deal with from now on, not mine. So there you have it. Real, raw, and all of me. I don't think there's anything left that I haven't mentioned about myself in one of these podcasts that, you know, uh, doesn't need to be out there for you to know me enough to know if you uh, can be part of my community and if you want my help. So thank you so much again for being here. If you don't know the song, check it out in the podcast notes. It's, it's fabulous. Um, and if, if you need help figuring out how to break free from whatever it is that you're hiding, please reach out to me.
um, I'd be happy to help. Looking forward to talking with you all again next week um, on my podcast. I am going to start doing um, just a little bit longer ones. Um, Most people have asked for that, but I'll try not to go too long. This one was exceptional. They will not all be this long. Um, I had to get it out there. I had to break free. Um, So please send me some feedback on, um, there's ways to contact me in the podcast notes um, through my website, email, or social media. Uh, Let me know what you thought. I would really, really love to hear from some of you, your thoughts on this. It was really, (laughs) really vulnerable and not easy. And, um, but you know, I love you guys. I'm glad you're here and thanks for your continued support and, um, be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Design Your Happy Life podcast, and thank you for being part of my community. With love, gratitude, and wishes for a beautiful life, this has been a production of Lisa Rittenhouse and Design Your Happy Life Coaching.